Good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to Quick Books Labs. Today, we have a special edition. It's not very often we get to say this, but we've had an announcement or release of two new features within Quick Books Online. And we thought it'd be best to get making sure we were right on it. And we're going to spend today going through those two new releases and talking about them. With me today is Ash. Ash, how are you doing? How's, how's your day been? And are you excited to see these new features? I am excited to see these features, Aaron. And my day has been full on with QuickBooks training, literally about six hours worth. So I can hardly talk. Um, but I don't need to talk because I'm just going to listen to you and take it all in. Uh, and I very much look forward to seeing what you're going to present to us. Yeah, it's been a full-on day for you, hasn't it? You were telling us uh, off off air. Now, we're going to make this really straightforward. We're just going to talk about what was released, and then we're going to go and share exactly what is related to it all today. Now, uh, quickly, though, if you are new to the channel, then we are QuickBooks Labs. We aim to go live on a 4.30, 5.30 sort of time normally. Uh, first Wednesday of the month is what we aim for, and we talk about all things QuickBooks related. And we're also on the podcast services of your choice. Right then, let's go straight into it. So what was the announcement? Well, on screen now is the email that came through. And the email itself talks about annual accounts and ProTax are here. So two new solutions. Uh, the wait is over. Annual accounts and ProTax are now available to our UK Pro Advisors in the QuickBooks online accountant area. Uh, so it's really important to note this is a accountant-only feature before uh, we go any further. Just make sure people are aware of that one. Uh, get your ends year end on faster and file tax with annual accounts pro tax you can prepare annual accounts be efficient feel confident work seamlessly and ready to get started while well, we're going to click on that and that's exactly what we're going to do so i mean ash tell us how you normally would prepare a set of accounts what would what's your normal kind of workflow and how do you think this could probably benefit from that so my normal workflow, I don't have to do many of these now, but my normal workflow would be um, I check everything is reconciled in, in QuickBooks and my profit and loss is what it needs to be. So I'm I'm pretty stringent on how I review my P&L on my balance sheet. Um, yep. Once I'm happy with how my accounts look there, then I've been using TaxFiler for a very long time, probably one of the very first adopters, to be honest, probably from about 2015, 16. I'd sync the two together, bring all the data across, calculate what the tax is, and then probably put another journal in, and that's about it, really, <laughs> uh, because I've, I literally make sure everything is as it needs to be in QuickBooks first, accruals, prepayments, and all the rest of it. Uh, and then once that's right, I'll um, I'll calculate the tax and put a journal in for that. Yeah, and I then, think the key there is that you're having to leave QuickBooks, isn't it? Like, it. I mean, the tax filing tax filer solution is brilliant. Like, it was so easy to use and everything else. But still, having to leave QuickBooks means that there's going to be opening balances issues potentially. Um, you know, you've got to map one solution to the other, haven't you? You've got to kind of kind of go through that sort of stuff. So that's where this solution is trying to eliminate. Um, the whole idea of the be efficient is to speed it all up where it's all working directly in product. Um, I think it's really important to note, though, that what date did you say there? Was it 2014 or whatever the date was? Like That's how long a solution like TaxFiler has been going and, and they've been able to kind of build up and build up. This is the first iteration of it, so it's not quite got all the bells and whistles. It's certainly not feature parity with the likes of of, of the other competitors but as a first stab the whole point is that without leaving QuickBooks you can file your clients VAT return do their payroll and now do accounts and do um, tax returns uh, corporation tax returns as well so okay cool let's let's go and show the new areas then so first of all I'm logged into a typical a, a demo account here but a demo QuickBooks online accountant area you'll know straight away at the very top it's telling us that our get year end done faster is available so it's promoting the fact that it's ready you might be able to spot one new feature on this page alone and that's on the bottom on top left hand corner should I say there's the pro tax area so clicking into here this is where we're going to come back later in in today's quick little run through but it says, try tax returns directly in QuickBooks Online. Start your first return. 
and the areas here where you'll be able to manipulate the corporation tax. Well, just so people are aware, the pro-tax area isn't just um, for corporation tax return submissions, but once your accounts are done, this is also the area that will submit accounts to uh, company's house as well. So that's kind of what we're not used to, is it? We're normally kind of used to our accounts production bit, filing the accounts and then our tax tax area filing our tax return but in in, in this case pro tax is where we're going to be able to file both of those and I'll, i've even got a, a video in a minute of how that submission works key part to note is top right hand corner tax settings this is where as well you get to decide what um items are going to appear as a default that's kind of not as relevant what isn't relevant is your company's house credentials so you can put your presenter id presenter authentication code in just here and then from a corporation tax point of view, government ID and password in there. And that just saves you having to do it. If you don't put them in there, and each and every time you went to submit, you're going to have to put that information in. All makes sense so far? Yeah, cool. Got it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, one thing I um, was made aware of, and I don't know how that works, is on zero, you don't need your presenter ID and presenter authentication code. So I don't know how they got around that one. Uh, but most of the time, and tax filing need this, right? Like they they ask for this before it gets submitted, doesn't it? For memory, yeah, yeah, those guys go in your sort of company settings. Yeah, exactly. And same with corporation taxes, and that you only gave the main password. So we're used to having to provide those details. So nothing scary there. All right, so we're going to come back to this area once we've got actually some tax returns to complete and everything else. So first of all, let's jump into a client. We'll go to our favorite QBO case study. Um, and go into here. And like you were saying there, your first bit is to make sure that you've got your QuickBooks looking clean and tidy. Make sure you've got reconciled accounts. Make sure you've put your prepayment scrolls in. All that stuff first. Help you along with that. I don't know if you use this at all, um, Ash, but that's where the work papers become a godsend in our, in our opinion. And we, we've actually in a position at the moment in our firm where every set of accounts goes through work papers. We use the efficiencies that are there. Do you, do you use it at the moment, or have you kind of... No, I've, to be honest, I've, ne um, I've, I've never really had to. I think because I, I, yeah. my, the way that I've always done things, um, and it's and it's really just me, I, I guess if if there were lots of other people involved with doing the bookkeeping, uh, I could see it as being more relevant. Um, but for me, um, I just probably find it quicker. Uh, um, you might prove me wrong, uh, but um, to do the, the way that I that I, I do at the moment, which is things are as they are, I have to make very few adjustments to anything. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, just to let everyone know, we are live. So if you do have any questions or you want us to go through anything at all, then please do use the comment section below. Just like Roz has just shouted and say hello. Hello, Roz. How are you doing? Hopefully you are good. All right. So. I would say when it comes to work papers and what it brings to the thing, I did a whole webinar of this with Annette, uh, and that's one of the other trainers. Um, and the whole webinar was designed around, she loves her Excel solution that she uses for work papers. And my job was trying to convince her why work papers actually would be you know, more efficient for her, would work for her in, 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 in that respect. And to be fair, spoiler alert, we were able to convince her to do it. So, I think more than anything, it's just, it's more when I think it's more when there's a team involved that it becomes so important because if you're having to review work or you're having to uh, keep on top of the work or, or, you know, you've got to rely on someone else to complete the, you know, this, the draft set of accounts, whatever it's going to be, that to me where this becomes absolutely essential because that's when you can have, you know, good working practices put into place and you can see work at, at, at any point. And with this um, idea here that you can see here, this is the amazing audit trail that's in there, which means that you know when any adjustments have been made. One of the dangers of kind of having a live working papers is that, well, what if adjustment does may be made and you, you're not aware of it, you know, if you haven't quite locked down the account properly. Um, this here tells you whenever something's happened. So you just accept and sync and everything's all clean and tidy. So Within work papers, you've got a year-end tasks, you've got a documents area where you can put all your supporting documents, you've got review and adjust where you can compare against previous years, you can tick on, on ones to say that you're happy with them, um, and you can make adjustments in this area as well if there's kind of uh, adjustments you want to put in. Um, let's pretend that all that's been done on this particular one. 
Then you move to group in statement where you can do some fine tune if you want to move things around. And then for the two new areas, we have annual accounts, which is as the name suggests, where we can uh, suggest where we can look at the account and tax mapping, which is going to help it talk to uh, the pro tax area. Also, you'll see at the top right hand corner is a start returning pro tax. And we'll look at how that works as well. All right, let's jump into annual accounts because that's what the exciting and important bit is here. So first of all, in this area, it's going to give you a little section just there about what is your uh, generating. So at the moment, it's an unaudited finance statement for my company, QBO Labs. I have the option to send to ProTax, and I'll explain what that means once we've kind of got a set of accounts ready to go. And we have the option to download those accounts, either full accounts or abbreviate accounts. And crucially, next to it is a little pencil just here. And that's where you're going to make your adjustments. Now, when I say adjustments, that's going to be when you make your uh, word adjustments or you've got to put some new disclosures in. Any form of financial or changing numbers around or anything like that, then either you can use directly in QuickBooks if you want to, but ultimately it needs to go through the review and adjust area. So you want to be making sure that these numbers here are what you're happy to be shown in QuickBooks any point in time. So let's go and explore that little pencil mark down the bottom then. Oh, no. <laughs> this way it doesn't work today. <laughs> We're going to get the opportunity to... I mean, I've got other ones. I've broken it already. I've broken it already. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, which one else can I... I think it's... Is it anything? And the accounts get started. That's better. All right. So straight away, it should come in to this screen here. Now, on this screen here, on the left hand side, you have all the areas that you can make amendments to. And on the right hand side, what I really like that this is a live view of it. So left hand side, we've got the option of going through of cover sheet, officers, directors, and everything. You'll notice it will let you know if there's any errors or things missing before it's ready to go. And if you tick into any of these additional boxes, you can see straight away that there's a nice little tick or a, a less, uh, well, a lighter tick or, a dark, you know, it gives you the option to then untick it if you want to. So anything that's got this more lighter tick to it is compulsory. We can't change that. We can't take that one away. Or the other ones which are non-compulsory, we can bring in, take out as much as we want. One of the things I do like is this area here, as I kind of go into an individual area, for example, like go to edit this area, actually takes me to the area that's going to go there. So this live view on the right-hand side is fully, gets fully updated when I go into each of these individual pencils. So as I move around making my adjustments and go through to each one, it's going to take me to each area so that I can make those adjustments so far. Yeah, What's your nice. initial um, view of what we've got here? Yeah, that is nice, but because when you do make a change, it is nice to see it actually on the final um, accounts preparation area. Otherwise, you do find that you you end up going and doing a print preview or sort of thing to make sure it is what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, that, I do like that. Yep. It's pulling data from many places in QuickBooks, so it's taking it from the um, the the work papers in terms of the numbers and everything else, or at least the QuickBooks trial balance, profit and loss account, et cetera. And also all your settings as well. So I think this is going to catch few people out, isn't it? Not everyone's absolutely hot on first thing they do in the companies, you know, we set up a company as they go to, and I'll click it here and show you where it is, but company settings and keeping this bit up to date, right? So yeah. I feel like this bit is going to be that first time round. People are going to need to make sure that they've gone in, they've put their number in there example and it's you know it's sat there updated made sure the company name is their legal name it's not you know what you you know what you standard to call it or whatever um you know and that's going to be there so i think that might catch a few people out that first time round. but once it's all been updated um it'll all come through registration numbers now appearing up there um and everything's coming through as normal now being that first edition for start of it there are a few things that is quite manual so i do just have to go in and put my director's name in um 
as I would do, and I could put a maximum of two names in. We've already been told, though, that that maximum of two names is going to be increased over time, so we can expect to see um, that coming through. Things like your registered office address, again, that's coming from the settings, so that could also be another thing where, you know, you may have been a bit, you may have not put your registered office address in that area. You may have put another address in there, so you've just got to be a bit careful with those sort of things. Um and then it's going to let you know if there's any other areas to bring in. So like here, it's telling me what date it was to be authorized. And, and then I've kind of got that information. And again, every time you update on the left, the live update comes here. So there are a few things that I think this is where you can tell it's a, you know, first time looking at this sort of, or the, the first release of this software. So at the moment, you'll notice if I go to general information and it says registered name in this brackets, normally you expect these brackets to mean that that's going to pull that data in, right? That that's something that we can uh, use or, or come through. At this current state, it's just a placeholder for you to write that information in. Okay, Ooh. so that's, yeah. <laughs> you could easily trip over that one. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as well, there's, you know, the placeholders there, at least it throws out there at you that your registered name needs putting in, company time needs putting in, company limited by guarantee, yeah. you know, those sort of things. Uh, yeah, I think even though you, that needs to be typed in, uh, that should look a lot, <laughs> that should scream at me, like in yellow or something, to say uh, these need editing. Because yeah. if you're tired and you've just done two or three, it could be quite easy to actually, you know, print it or whatever with leaving that in there. Um, exactly. If, um, and it just wouldn't look good, especially if you send it to a client and they're saying, why does it say registered name? <laughs> Something. I mean, you shouldn't do, you should know do it. What mistakes happen, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and I do know like later down the line, they are looking to bring it in so that, you know, that will be a, I forget what the, what's the term when it um, updates automatically for you. It's uh, It's got a particular term, hasn't it? Where you, you tell it like you'll put like a comma around their registered name. It'll just pull the registered name out for you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, I'm surprised at that because if you create a management report pack, um, there is those parentheses around certain yes, areas within the, uh, you know, where it automatically says, you know, in your settings, parentheses, company name, and that just comes. So it will say it will have that there, but it will actually display yeah. with the correct name. So you nothing you need to change. So um, thinking of from not that I can pro do any coding or programming because that's way over me, but thinking about what my my sort of co-founder does. Uh, on ISO 2 about that sort of thing, you'd think, well, actually, that's easy. That should just come through if you've got that coding there. Yeah. You know, that should have been done. So, <laughs> anyway. And the date is already here, right? Because yeah. the registered name's already. Yeah. The registered number's already there. So, okay. Well, we'll see that at some point, won't we, coming through yeah. and, and coming through again. First start, first stab at it. And then basically on the left-hand side, we can add items if we need to. So maybe I want my director's advance again. You get the opportunity to fill this in. And then basically the rest of it is just the profit and loss. Now, I cried when I first saw detail profit and loss on this, when it was supposed to be, you know, abbreviated accounts or whatever. But yeah, I can rest assured that the detailed element is only what the client's going to see and, and, you know, for the full accounts and everything else. What gets sent to company's house doesn't have detailed on. So, and I've I've already submitted items through this for client or for myself, um, and I, I I can assure everyone that it's not detailed profit loss that gets sent over. So that is a good thing. Now, I, I again, this is a first stab at it. At the moment, these if there's a zero, they they appear. So this rent a room relief rents receivable will be on every set of accounts that gets generated buy this software at this point in time so yeah we would we'd definitely want to start seeing those being reduced like if you kind of want that situation don't you if it's a zero don't don't show it yeah, yeah. 
on both previous and, and, and things. But at the moment, they are there. So every set of accounts, and I've got zeros in, in, in this particular client, but every set of accounts will have all of these showing, including carry forward residential property interest charged on finance on, on every single set of accounts, even if you're you know, a hairdresser, for example. So, um, yeah, that's just a global tax expense, which, yeah, I'm sure uh, most of them won't be applicable for. So that that's just what's there anyway. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think of the the style of the account? I know style's not that important, but uh, what do you think yeah, of it? I think they, yeah, I think they look pretty good. Um, just with regards to those, those particular account names like that you that were in there and are they yeah. sort of like the the sort of the names that you will you map to yeah this is something i've been playing around with as part of the training and trying to get my head around now i believe that these are all linked to the when we create our chart of accounts and we go in and we put them as a as a as a um, detailed so the, because the, the detailed account, so you, yeah, the exactly, yeah, exactly. the, yeah, the, the, the detail type, yeah, that's it, detail type, yeah. So that's what I've got, and I've I've still kind of doing some experiment of trying to move them around and stuff like that to get exactly how and, and just get exactly how they are being created. But I do know again when you know when updates come and everything, the whole idea is it's supposed to be related to this re review and adjust area. Because in here, we can move things around and change things around and all that sort of stuff and grouping statements, everything goes through. So ideally, we want light for light, right? You've, you've already gone through and agreed your, your accounts in theory. You've used working papers. You're happy to go. You'd want to see the same data in each one, wouldn't you? That's what, that's what would be the sensible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's say that we've done all that. Everything's done. We're happy with it. Client's happy with it as well. Our next step, and you'll see it's next to here, is send to pro tax. Now, what this button does, and remember, this is live data we're working with at this point. Send to pro tax is basically an opportunity to send a snapshot of what you want to go to pro tax. Um, and the, the idea then is it's, you know, you're in control then of what stage the accounts can go. Maybe they're draft accounts, maybe, you know, maybe they're um, your final accounts, whatever they're going to But when you press send to pro tax, you're sending the update over to pro tax. So then they know what's going on there. Um, so yeah, press that. Now, another thing that it does quite cool is that you've got sent to ProTax here, and that means it's already it's been sent to ProTax. So ProTax now know about that transaction that's there. But on the documents area, we it creates, and this is all automatic, an area called annual accounts. And then you've got a copy of those accounts to look at and when the last update was. So you've got that nice little audit trail to go back to have a look at it and, and bring it in. And for me, if I was going to be sending a copy to the clients, maybe sign or anything, I'd probably just take it straight from here because it's dead easy. Cool. Make sense? Yeah. Cool. Final new addition on here, though, is the tax mapping area. Now, this is a really poor example. Actually, let me go back to my case studies one because I know that, although the accounts aren't working as intended there, at least I know that this area is going to give me more um, data to work with so um, and i'll just press that send to tax so i've got something to, oh <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll pretend that didn't happen <laughs> all right tax mapping area though so the tax mapping area now i don't know where i feel about this area so the idea is that it's going to give you all of the chart of accounts that you've used within quickbooks and on the right-hand side, you can assign your tax line. So, like, I'm going through here, and, and, and everything I'm looking there, and it doesn't tell you this. I wish it give you, like, almost another column to say what the type of account is, like balance sheet versus profit and loss sort of idea. But basically, all of these items here, um, apart from that one there, that one's a profit and loss item. Now, when it's a profit and loss item, I need the profit and loss item to be mapped for tax purposes, Right. So I go in and I say what it's related to, uh, bank building society, total turnover trade or expense business. That I'm not 100% sure why me as the accountant is doing it at this point. I don't know if you've kind of feel the same. It seems like almost like an unnecessary step, or at least a step that we're not used to seeing in other software, right? But the idea is that we map it 
And when we map it and press save, then it goes from this top area where we've got 53 unmapped accounts and it goes into this bottom area where it's doing its expenses at the top, turnover, and effectively going to get you back to your net profit, right? Yeah. Now, a couple of things here. First one, if you've put an item as an expense and you go in, you can't unclick it. So once it's in this area, it's now there for good. There's no, oh, no, I, I didn't mean to do that. Because if you think about it, any of these balance sheet items here, you definitely don't want them to be taxed in the mapping. Otherwise, you'll never get back to the same profit figure. And I've done that when I've been playing around with it and testing it before. So you've got to be really careful at this point. And, and it's literally is a case of going through each of these lines and trying to figure out in your head if it's expert, if it's P&L item or if it's a balance sheet item. Oh, it is. So look, I've missed this one. Purchases. That we, that's definitely a P&L item, right? So yeah. we go in, we assign it, and we put it against there, and it starts then bringing it in. Okay? I, yeah, I, I, I think... Um... There's a few things on there that I don't like. <laughs> so I, I would have been quite good at sort of testing this and giving feedback, even though I don't do accounts. But I personally, so if I saw that list like that, um, a bit like we have on the on the bank feed, there should be a little tick box down the left, tick, 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 tick. You know, ignore, we don't need it because it's a balance sheet item. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that would go to another place that would say ignored, ignored accounts. And then if you had actually ignored it, then you'd be able to go back and you know, undo the ignore, just like you can in a bank feed, yeah. uh, uh, and and then map it. And then maybe, you know, just like we have for some other things, is where you're saying assign a tax line, then those accounts that you've got left would just be sat there with a, um, and this is probably a bit like what we have in tax flyer is there'd be a drop down there where you're selecting what account that is being mapped to and, and should you need to yeah, change yeah. it you can quite easily do so by clicking on the drop down and selecting a different one so yeah well, that seems like a correct me if i'm wrong though tax file you're not having to do tax mapping are you you're or, like you said you're your mapping no, you're not, but it, yeah, top account, no. aren't you? Yeah, that's for, yeah. that's for yeah. mapping the account so it appears to the right exactly. account yeah. place when you fought. And, but it, yeah, with regards to tax mapping, now there isn't anything to do. It's just that's all done for you. Yeah. So yeah, um, the curse is right here. Like most other software, auto maps, uh, but can be amended. To be honest, on the software I use, I don't think I've ever mapped in my life. Like, you know, yeah. how many sets of accounts have I ever sent out at this point? Like thousands and, you know, not having to map. But it is what it is at the moment. I think, again, I've missed their cost of sales. So it's so easy just to miss these. You know, if you've got lots of um, transactions and, okay, again, preface this here. In fairness, it's not designed for a company this big, right? Or with this much data, yeah? Yeah. The first iteration is for the smaller clients wouldn't have this many transactions, but it is really tricky for me to kind of go down here and it, you know, dividend tax, is that balance sheet or is that not? I'm kind of second guessing myself. Is that supposed to be there? Is it not? Is it something I've got to add back? Um, and yeah, like, like, um, <clears throat> depreciation is a great example. I went through and I put depreciation in on one of my test ones. Um, and then I put the depreciation when I went back, I was like, oh, I missed appreciation, put that one in. What I've in my, you know, what I should have done better was label what was the balance sheet depreciation, what was a PL, but I called them both depreciation pretty much. So then I was I got it uh, wrong right. at the bottom here. Because I had both forms of depreciation in there, my balance sheet depreciation charged for the year, and I got my PL one. So I uh, ended up with having this being wrong, and there's no way to amend that. So we've got to be really careful at this point. Well, not yeah, at all. So you can't at all. Not at this point, no. And again, that will come later. So, so if you do make standard. a mistake, then it becomes unusable. <laughs> Seems. <laughs> is that yeah. am I right or wrong? So the way I had to do it going forward was when I then took it to ProTax, I then had to override the figures that were coming through. Yeah, I thought that's what. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought that would be the case. So but, yeah, you could still but, use it, but you, 
yeah remove a tick or whatever technically the mapping's wrong so technically when it's been submitted it's going to be submitted wrong you know what i mean because the mapping's technically wrong but for 150 quid in my case it wasn't worth even worrying about to be honest yeah, yeah. um so it's there um i should have used net tracker really because then you'd have had those really nice naming structures that i'd have been able to find yeah. out what my depreciation says. <laughs> there you go there's another way you can uh <laughs> you can market it um yeah so so yeah so we get it mapped um it's telling it where where we're mapping it to and going from there i really hope like one of the only things i'd like to see kind of like updated as a priority it's just I, I i think this is almost unnecessary at this point the auto mapping element oh sorry the manual mapping i think we should have an auto mapping and just move on from there so i hope to see that soon ready to move on yeah yeah so far so awesome. good. But, yeah i do i do like it but there's just a couple of um yeah, just little, yeah little, it's tweaks isn't there. it at this point yeah yeah it's um i what I do love is this, you know, I love this whole prospect that this is live. Like, I'm not, well, one that doesn't work. Um, but um, I'm used to um, my solution, or the one I'm using, where every time you make an update, you then have to go and regenerate the accounts, yeah? And they only take, what, 30 seconds, maybe maybe less than that, you know? But it feels like an eternity, right? You've made an adjustment. You want to make sure it's right. You're putting it through. Um but I love the fact that that's live and that's showing you what's there. And I think that's quite good. And the fact it's telling you when there's issues and problems, you know, the more they can work that sort of thing through, that to me seems like a, uh, a really good thing, right? Yeah. So we've mapped everything around. Um, I mean, there's nothing in this one. So there's probably a poor one to show, but let's just do start returning pro tax, show you the process. So what will happen is start returning pro tax. Um, it comes through beautifully for me. Look, telling me that, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, short demo. Uh, let me see if I can find another one that might be working. Or actually what I'll do, I'll just quickly add some transactions in. Um, <laughs> done. Let's just add, uh, I think it was a December year I'm on it. So I quickly just do a, this one, just put some simple sales in of 10,000 and just put some purchases in. Oh, right. Did you get your debit so, around? Did I? Did I? <laughs> you, up, <laughs> you did, of course you did. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> um, now, though, if I was to look at my accounts, I hope this works. Uh, yeah, here we go. Look, straight away, got current assets just set in there. We've got some sales at the top and cost of sales there. Yeah, so... Again, you know, it'd be nice if these weren't actually shown there, but for now it's fine. Don't Pet peeve in mind is a, a comma just there, but again, I'm nitpicking at that point, aren't I? So it's absolutely fine. Right. So in this I, case, I then, I can... that, that, uh, that shows the pence, doesn't it? Because normally I think on the final accounts I've always prepared, you just don't see the pence. You don't see the pence at all, exactly. It's just ransom. Because yeah, normally you've got to play around with. Uh, uh, where's the um, where's the rounding going to go when you have to say it's in sundries or whatever, don't you? It's not yeah, you set a default rounding account usually to exactly or something. Yeah. Okay, so I've now got a set of accounts ready to go. If I start returning pro tax this time round, pretty confident it's going to work. There we are. So top left hand corner, it's what client you've done that in. Then you've got your year end, and you can tweak this if you need to. Um, return name, you could call it whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you've got your data sources. So you do have the option to start a complete blank return if you wanted to. If you just wanted to go in and, and put a blank return, that's fine. Uh, or you can use QuickBooks Client Working Papers. Uh, you have the little link to go back to Working Papers as well if you've gone here and gone, actually, that's not right. It's not telling you the, uh, the amount in. And think about it, should it tell me more than just the income? You know, you'd probably expect that, wouldn't you? You'd probably want the expense as well there. 
but at least it's telling me that the you know the income's coming in that it's ten thousand. Um, once I there, press continue, and then we get to the newest, uh, the other new area, which is pro tax. So uh, we got quite a few things on here to talk about. First of all, top left hand corner should be showing my trading profits. So. Not sure what I did wrong there, but that should be coming through for my trading profits. Then it would tell me my corporation tax. So I'm expecting what an eight thousand pound trading profit and a two thousand odd pound of corporation tax, right? Um, then we've got um, a HMRC status. So if it's been submitted or not, companies are submitted and going from there. Now, on one of the cool items here is this live auditor. So the idea is, is it's going to be going through and telling you if there's a problem. Like, for example, if I click on the auditor area now, it's saying that the tax reference hasn't been put in for me. So it's, it's prompting me to bring those items in. Um, there's a quick mode, which is designed to kind of speed things up for you and everything else. I'm completely honest, it doesn't do much difference. I think that's more for Canada and, and, and America where it gets used more often, I think. Um, top right-hand corner is the option to import CT600. If you want to import it, you can go back to working papers from here if you need to. Print the return. Uh, duplicate return if you maybe if you need to do some adjustments or or whatever needs to be save and close share the return quite like this feature press share the return you get a nice little link here and then again if there's a lot of people maybe you want to send it over a review or something if you've got a team you can then whack that in and put that over nice and easy and then a moment as you can rename and delete is that sharing the left back to quickbooks or sharing a pdf version of uh, the link directly to this so, yeah. so if, it's really for someone else in the team. Yeah. So maybe you've got a practice management solution or something where you've got a task list or something. You could put this in there, like for yeah. review, and that person goes straight to there. They don't have to find the link or find the return or anything. So that, that's yeah. quite nice, isn't it? Um, I did get really excited when I first saw it. I was thinking, oh, is that something we can send to the client or something? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I thought, yeah, yeah. But no, it's for internal use, that one. Um, yeah, so it's telling me I haven't put my thing in. Um, for some reason as well, it's not telling me that I've uh, brought my um, why. Um, a few things again that's you've just got to do manually at the moment, like choose your corporation tax rate and everything else. But once it's done, the corporation tax comes right there for you. Now, your workflow from here would be, let's jump into my e-file, uh, uh, return options back to go to work papers make the updates directly in there. And the beauty of that is as soon as you come back in here, everything's been adjusted. Now, that's the amount of automation that you get at this point. Again, this is the start of it. We've got lots more to come, a lot more updates, but everything else is now manual from here on in. So, so the you add corporation that. tax amount on the accounts. Yeah. You'd have to go back, put that in. Yep, that's fine. And there's not many software that does that for you at this point. So for now, we can live with that, right? And that is something. Yeah, I mean, I must have. I think you can do it in tax file, but I've always actually done it myself. Can you do that? Is that a feature they give you now? Have you? Yeah, oh. I, I think there is. Yeah, I've never actually used. I think I tried it years ago, and I couldn't really get on with it. So I thought, well, actually, to be honest, <laughs> I, I look at the thing and I just go back and create create journal, journal, job done. I find it. It's no, it's no biggie. Um, yeah, what, uh, what I think could be an extra, so if anyone from Intuit is listening, <laughs> you never know, there might be. And uh, what oh, I are. would, my little suggestion here is within the accounts area, if this is a limited company, there should be a little flag or a warning to say there is no tax value in these accounts yet. Yeah. What you don't want to be doing is sending out draft accounts accidentally um, without actually putting the journal because someone might go in and do the tax return as we've done here go back into QuickBooks put the journal in thinking that they've put the tax in they could put the journal in with a day's date instead of the year end date so yep. and be, oh, I've done that I've done the tax I'm good to go I'll send the accounts but actually the accounts still don't have the tax value in so yeah, that exactly. is a little thing, a little warning, I think you should say, right at the top, there's no tax in this account, in these accounts. And, and 
in fairness, they've kind of got the blueprint for it because I love this. This for me, yeah. the auditor is my favorite bit about the CT six hundred thing. This is brilliant. Like, okay, for now, it's telling us quite basic stuff, but what they could build in is that exactly what you're saying there, right? The accounts we're looking at don't have a tax file, a tax position. Yeah, you know, when we we expect them to, that's the sort of thing they could build in there, isn't it? And have that here. Yeah. Uh, as a thing. I mean, that auditor, yeah, because you've got like, an auditor here for, for the tax, but also an auditor for the accounts. And there yeah, could be lots of things bring that in. Yeah. Loads of things you could do in there because, if, for example, exactly. maybe sets of parameters last year your gross margin was 30%. This year your gross margin is 60%. Should it really be that different? Because quite often businesses are the same. And these are little things that you know, a decent accountant is going to be checking when they're doing the accounts, comparisons between the turnover, comparisons between the overheads. And when you've got a junior member of staff that is preparing the accounts, they don't always think of these sort of things. Exactly. Uh, and they're little, they're little teaching points within the software that sort of says, have you checked this? Have you checked this? Because if you haven't, I can tell you, because I've been there, that if you don't check these things and you hand it to your manager who's going to be reviewing what you're doing, you'll get a file back to say, can you just go back and check all of these things? Because I don't think you've checked this account properly. So go back and do your job. <laughs> then bring me the you file back. You don't get a file back now. You get this link. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Because... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. You need to be... But that's right, yeah. yeah. That's where the, this auditor, I think, can be really powerful. And, and when we talk about things like AI and, and how that can be really useful going forward, that's what we're looking for, right? That's the, the secret sauce. And it's not taking away anyone's job or anything. It's it's enhancing what we're doing, right, and making sure it's right each time. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think that would be brilliant. Um, just a bit of chatting, even if it's shared accounts codes. Yeah, currently accounts codes mean nothing um, to this at, at this point in time, but I'm sure that's a enhancement that comes later down the line and like aj says yeah warnings are really useful so that's that's why this to me i i love this bit it, it you know it's in its infancy there'll be more to come later but that's the bit i think was absolutely brilliant on it all right final few bits then on on the actual creating the form itself so yeah this is fully fully manual at the moment including depreciation including any tax tax back and it is literally you're just putting a number in there a little data accordingly yeah um so at some point that needs work doesn't it you know that's going to need to be fleshed out in some way or another um we've got capital allowances in there It'd be great if there was a tool out there that could provide us capital allowances based on their fixed asset needs and just imagine what... if there was a direct feed from net tracker into your tax software how much time would that <laughs> exactly. save exactly i mean i'll bite a heartbeat <laughs> of this <laughs> you know let's get that figure in there we know it's right yeah absolutely beautiful um i was i was aiming for that um trading loss wise again they, that's manual at this point in time so personally it's an excel spreadsheet that would tell you what's what those figures are going to be um and update it accordingly as it goes through but you know putting that information at least it's clean tidy it's i mean it's an easy to fill out form this one right it's it all says what it says on the tin. Nothing's coming out here that kind of surprises us or anything like that. Then we have the option on the left-hand side to see the full CT600 as well. That's where most of these auditor issues are coming from because, you know, we've got at the moment a blank type of company, for example. So we'd want to make sure that was zero in this case, whatever it's going to be. Um, and, and declaration, we'd want to make sure that's completed right. All good and all ready to go. You do have the option of the add new form at the bottom. So if you want to put some close uh, company loans into the return, that is available at the moment. It's the only one for now, but again, they'll add some of them extra ones later. And then you can put the loan arrangements in there and, and the tax will be updated accordingly. So before we look at how it submits and everything, what do you think so far? You, it's yeah, I, 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 right? yeah, yeah, I do like it. Um, overall, the, you know, the visuals are, are, are pretty nice. And, and I think... You know, as a starting point, yeah, it's pretty good. And for a lot of you know, small you know, bookkeepers, well, not bookkeepers, but small accounting firms, um, you know, when they, you know, don't possibly need to have lots of other different software, 
then this will be uh, this will this will work for them. And probably, although they might already be using something else for doing their sole trader, personal tax returns, and partnership accounts, uh, at least this gives them a bit of a learning step. So they're not going to learn everything all at once. I think, well, let me just learn how to do my corporation tax returns for a few of my clients to begin with, see how it gets on. And that, I think that's how probably how it works. And then you can give feedback and then they'll add extra things as needed. Definitely. Weren't you happy with it? Everything's signed and sealed and delivered. And they are talking about opportunities to get, you know, automatic signatures through with uh, probably with the practice management solution, I assume would be where it would come from, but they are looking at e-signatures as an option. Um, and then it's a case of company's house and an e-file from there. To show you how that works, uh, if I go through this yeah so this is me actually putting it all in a real one so as soon as you press e-file you'll see that it gives you this oh you can let me turn that down um you can see here that it's taking you through um you get a nice little breakdown of of what the numbers are and everything else and any capital allowances in this case there was a loss so i was able to just bring the trading uh, the current loss through and bring it forward as you can expect and you'll notice top right corner there's a transmit button so if i can just speed it up a little bit press transmit in this case i hadn't gone and put my credentials in so i was grabbing my credentials get past that page and then you get to this area so the idea of this area is you're then having to um the thing is because at this point for some reason it wasn't attaching it automatically i don't, don't know what i did wrong um but there is a if you if it hasn't attached automatically you can just go into the work papers grab the files and you could then go through manually adding it if that's needed so in this case i'm adding the um the ixbrl um um accounts i'm just adding it there you can see selecting it for submission telling it what it was for in this case hmrc press it next and that was ready to be attached to the account. So the account and the CT600 then when I press submit docs in a minute, you have to put the code in again. So pro tip, make sure you put that code in first because this was slightly annoying. Um, but once you do it, you get this page here, select for HMRC submission. So you can see there I've got my corporation tax already there. Now I'm adding the account, pressing next, transmit to HMRC. Job done, and then it's the company's house one is pretty much the same process. Yeah, put your stuff in, get to the end, get to the thing, and it's all done. And then if I if it does show you on this one, yeah, you can see there that um it's all been updated on this page. There's one page we haven't seen. Corporation tax, you can see what accounts are there, if they've been accepted, not submitted, waiting, and it's all sat there waiting to go. And there's loads of filters up here, so you can filter them down, go through from there. Um and jobs come. Yeah, that's so nice. Overall that's, thoughts, that's, that's then. That's nice, yeah. It seems yeah. slick and easy to do, isn't it? I, I I, would say, and I don't know if this is me being majorly picky, but in your world of tax filer, are you expecting to see, like, the individual tax returns all sat here, or would you almost have go into a client and then see theirs? um we have I, I have both okay so i have a list of clients and then i can click on a client and see what has been done in the past or i can just have a list of returns yes and and i can and they're filtered by whether they're um whether they've been filed or processed and there's also a nice little pie chart graph actually that sort of says these are all of your this is the whole of your returns for that that, that financial year and you know if there are any that are left unsubmitted you know there'll be pie chart section for that which you can then click into and it will then list everything you know that needs attention basically um yeah. that could be another extra sort of thing to come possibly yeah, because I've just checked it's not in this area at this point in time, but I don't know. I, I can't imagine they'd ever get the two. I don't think that would work. And to be fair, if practice management's on its way, you'd probably expect to see it in the practice management area, wouldn't you? That's where 
you'd probably expect to see what the status of your tax returns are going to be for individual clients and stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, that makes sense. If you've got a full-on practice management tool, then you should sort of see, you know, when the next tax return is due to be filed, what the progress is or pro- on getting those accounts, you know, prepared. So maybe some of the things from work papers might filter through to practice management on a status of a particular job. Um, so you can see everything in one in one view. Whether that will be what happened or not, probably not quite as easy as as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. What you're saying, but at least if it's you know one of the beauties of I think of the you know the idea of the practice management and everything else is the fact that you're going to be able to connect both. Like they're all going to talk to one another. Like that's what end to end's all about, right? So no other solution can do that where they can see exactly what's going on in each one see what yeah. the accounts are done and all that sort of stuff so that's that's powerful isn't it that, that all of that could be in one area yeah cool cool so yeah I've, that's that's the new features i mean there's a lot there <laughs> this was definitely not a a small update was it this was uh you know where we'd gone from the past and oh there's a new button here in it this <laughs> moving this is full-blown functionality and um... yeah. I mean, that is a major feature because that is almost like a, an extra piece of software really when you think that you have um you know other software available to do precisely that job yeah and that's their main that the main purpose of that uh so yeah it, it's not something minor it's quite huge really definitely definitely there's a few limitations on it at the moment. FRS 105, so only the smaller micro-entity accounts can be done at this point in time. Obviously, that's something that will get put in later down the line. That's great. Um, looking forward to seeing how that gets put in. Um, at the moment, I, from memory, it's you can't do anything with a year end of 31st of March 2023 or, or, or um, further. So it's not going to be many. Not many people are going to have a, an April year end at this point, but the reason that can't be done is because there's those new tax, you know, the new corporation tax rates and stuff, you know, the fact that it could be up to 25%, all that sort of stuff, that bit's not been built yet, which is, will be coming soon. Um, and the only one that's a bit of a sticking point at this point in time, and if I'm honest, I, I don't know an easy fix for it. Um, but if I go back to uh, the client we're in and I go to the working papers again, Notice how the year at the top, because this is where you'll change your year end if you needed to. Uh, and, uh, sorry, you'd go into the settings, wouldn't you, to change year end? There's no way of changing that to anything other than a 12-month period. Um, and if I go to companies here and I go to accounts and settings, and we already know this, the answer here, but if I went to advance and I went here, that's the only option I've got to change my year. Yeah. So that's going to mean that any kind of new um you know if you've got a new client you won't be able to use this software will you because there's a likelihood of that first period being exactly 12 months is unlikely isn't it yeah i see what you're saying um yeah you even so even though quick yeah so even though quickbooks will always pick up that 12 month period you do probably need something in the accounts you can override to say that it's starting between these two dates because in the background it will only be picking up between you know february yeah but i i feel like the whole of quickbooks needs to change that doesn't it because and and that's a huge task that's not going to be something that's going to get done overnight but because it's because the problem is say in this area here you could reduce it or even extend it you know whatever options they had to have more than 12 or less than 12 months problem is one of the best features of QuickBooks is it has a, does that automatic update, doesn't it? From one year to the next, and it automatically posts your year-end journals. Yeah. But it's going to post them no matter what. So if that period's not quite in line, that's not going to work, is it? Because that, that automatic update won't quite fit for it. Yeah. Well, the beauty is it's not having to post any journals, is it? Because it just automatically knows that the retained earning or the profit at that point in time Will automatically roll into retained earnings Correct. on the first day of the next one. So there's because there's no, and, and and in fairness, 
I think Zero, Sage, they all work the same way now. Yes, so when it's not preparing yeah, yeah. a set of accounts, um, you know, the, then that's going to be down to pulling out reports within the tax software. So that, yeah, it's something that we've had questions on before. I want to do accounts for 18 months. How do I do it? Well, the only way you yeah. can do it is run your PL for 18 months and then automatically run your, and then run your balance sheet at the same date and add the yeah. two together to get your trial balance, basically, because yeah. you can't do an 18 month yeah. trial balance. Well, yeah. I mean, the way I would do it is just you know reverse that automatic journal and just do a journal to reverse it but it's not the same though is it, it doesn't quite work but yeah you're right yeah um yeah i i just feel like that's a huge task right like that's gonna be that is not an overnight job at all that's changing the whole fundamentals of the back end of quickbooks right so yeah that's, that's not gonna happen <laughs> I, can't see, I can't see that happening because um how many millions of users there are and uh, how big this is in the States. And they're not going to sort of say, oh, you know, you can have an 18 month year. Uh, that's so major, you know, that, that that wouldn't be changing in, I think, the QuickBooks dynamics. Um, it would only have, it would have to be an extra adjusting layer within the tax and uh, you know, the accounts prepared in the tax not in the yeah. bookkeeping fundamentals that is what it is I can't if I was there I would change it in America then can you not have an 18 month period in America then is this is this what it kind of boils down to this is kind of a UK issue uh, no no they can, they can uh, link, uh, increase and decrease their their financial periods in, in the same way but yeah, they'll deal with that in their their account software or their, their year end process, not within their in the the bookkeeping area. I mean, something else that we've been asked before is why, you know, why can't I produce my accounts in QuickBooks to the sixth of April? Yeah, because it doesn't run that way. Yeah, you can work around it by running the profit and loss between the the sixth and the fifth. Um, but yeah. it's you know you just don't do it you just run it to the 31st of March like everyone else does yeah and I was always hoping that um, there was going to be a way where you could just um, like HMRC was just going to kill the 6th of April anyway that was my that was going to be my hope that the, the solution would just be that 6th of April doesn't exist anymore but it is what it is um, I mean there is a there are talking aren't they about changing basis periods and stuff so there's potential to be there. We we yeah, said it in our I MTD mean, sort of thing, didn't we? Weird historic rule. I can't remember. I was told yeah. it once. Something from yeah, Roman exactly. Roman times about why um you know it goes to the fifth of April. Yeah, I think um, personally it's probably time to make a change, but yeah. what what are we to know about this? And it and it's only to make it easy in QuickBooks, so maybe that's not <laughs> a bit that flies. Uh brilliant. All right, so but that was it. That was the, the update. I mean quality update um looking forward to seeing some you know what the uh features are going forward and how they can adapt i think they've got an, i think the nicest thing about all of this is this is them building it from scratch right they own this this isn't a solution where they've kind of had to borrow it from someone else and try and make it fit a, a, you know a square peg into a round hole sort of scenario right they're, they're building this from the ground up so that's got to be exciting for what's next and where that comes from yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that they, they, you know, they can, their Intuit will be able to sort of, um, um, you know, make adjustments as they as they need to. So yeah, it's it's looking good, um, and I think with just some of those extra, you know, ways that you can edit what you've got in there, because when it gets very strict, and and you know, we have it the same, and you know, in NetTracker, I'm aware we're, we're very tiny, we're very strict on some of our functions. Uh, like I have one today. Yeah, why can't I edit the uh, the date of a, when an asset was purchased? Well, the reason being that's the date that you bought it, uh, and that came yeah. through from QuickBooks, so you shouldn't change it. But 
and that's what all your calculations are based on, right? And, and so, you sort of think, well, uh, but then you sort of think, well, should they be able to change it? So it's you know, and it, and it's the same with you know the way that you know those mappings come through. Yeah, but we yeah. should be able to change those because once you've made that, and, and please that, make that, automatic because I I've yeah. got a feeling that's going to cause a few headaches down the line if we're not careful, aren't we? So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very well, much for that. Actually, I thought, work. Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's it's looking good, isn't it? And I think we just need to get that. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, we we are launching training with it, so there will be training soon and I'm kind of building that as uh part of my role um as a trainer writing network. So I'm looking forward to getting that that uh training out. And I think to be honest, it doesn't need that much. It's all very intuitive, isn't it? Like it just seems to be sensible other than that tax mapping area at the end that could, could throw people out i think most of it most people will be able to get 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 their head for it um so i think that's going to be going to be good awesome yeah. ash before we go anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about anything you want to tell everyone is any updates or anything we should be looking forward to in that track uh, world any updates um at the moment um oh, we we released a few uh, in the last couple of weeks where people can reset their file in NetTracker very quickly if they've made mistakes. We're working on um, some things that will make it work lightning quick. So, for example, we've got users with assets with about 30,000 assets on. And at the moment, if they try to load their asset screen, that could sort of take about 20 seconds. So Andy's been doing some testing. Um on a, another sort of branch that he uses and that's sort of loading the screen up within half a second. So I'm not mm. sure what, what wizardry he has done, um, but uh, yeah, if those things are loading that speed, um, I'm looking for, because we've got so many other things sort of going on um, and things to, to sort of change. And you think something's going to be simple and then it's not quite that simple, but um it just opens up the door for other other um, changes that we need to make. Oh, How about you? Oh, More videos. More videos, especially on this topic. And uh, yeah, yeah, we've got. Uh, in fact, I'm talking in what is it? A few days time, two days time, uh, two days, two weeks time. Um, at QuickBooks, get connected, Birmingham and Manchester. So, if you want to know more about why I'm excited about the counter production and, and thing that's what my whole talk's about um showing how you can make it efficiency because to me that's the exciting bit right we're not leaving quickbooks we're doing it all in there you know not having to train your staff on a new piece of software not having to do if you need to make an update you just make it update there no more opening balances like that's quite exciting so yeah that's what that's what the talk's going to be about so looking forward to it Right, Ash. I really appreciate you giving up your uh, your evening for this one. It's uh, I've been I've been really really excited to see this go live, and it finally has. So, yeah, and we got a chance to just show it to the world. So, appreciate yeah. that one, Ash. Thank you very much. Yeah, a pleasure. Awesome. All right, everyone. You know the score will be here every week, uh, every month, even. I mean, we could go weekly, but yeah, probably. Probably won't go down to well, but we'll go every month, first uh, Wednesday of the month, if we can make it. And we'll make sure that we uh, tell you all the tips and tricks and news and everything else to do with QuickBooks Online. So thank you very much for joining us today and going in the chats and talking there. And if you do have any questions, put them in the comments below. I'm sure we'll answer them later down the line. So thank you, Ash. Thank you again. Thanks, Aaron. Last one. Cheers, all. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. Bye. As an accountant, I've got something to say I'd like to introduce you to a whole new way To help small business clients It's easy as one, two, one, two, three, four QuickBooks Online Accounting you can customize Just sit back and relax it works with over 300 apps. It can sync up with Client Engager, NetTracker, Gold Card List, Get Paid Easily, Crestcall, Swoosh, Funding Options. QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Online, and save money and time.
Quick Books Labs. <laughs>